0: Welcome to another Creative Spin podcast. Today we're going all the way to Germany. Woohoo! My God, this is uh, you know the beauty of the internet, and um, and this is it. I mean, today is Germany. I think next week we have Australia. It's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be good. So uh, I have uh, a really cool guest. Uh, uh, you know, with a really interesting background, really fun history going on here. I'm not even going to attempt to go through your um, all of your history here because I, I feel like you need to do it because it's, it's so interesting. So you're American, but you're in Germany. Hmm, It's going to be a good one, but let's hit the intro first and then we're going to come back to talk to Jonathan Tilley. Today's podcast is brought to you by Workplace One, a company offering boutique, private offices, co-working spaces, and virtual office solutions, as well as meeting rooms in the best neighborhoods of Toronto and Kitchener Waterloo. Ideal for entrepreneurs, companies, and passionate business people. Workplace One is where you wanna be with your business. For more information, go over to WorkplaceOne.com.
1: Jonathan. How's it going? I'm doing very well. Thank you so much for having me on the show. All right. It's a pleasure. All the way
0: from Germany. Where exactly in Germany?
1: So I'm in the town called Stuttgart, which not so many people know, but it's where they make all the cars, where Mercedes-Benz and Daimler and Porsche are housed. Oh. And the whole indus- the industrial car manufacturing location is here in Germany. So it's a lot of industrial nerdy technical engineers and then a handful of creative people.
0: Oh, there you go. Those are the most important people. I mean, exactly. Uh, you know, who cares about a, a nice looking car, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so the place is called Stuttgart? Stuttgart, Stuttgart. Yeah. yeah. I know you're just making fun of my accents. In, in, <laughs> you know, it's it is what it is. We can't all be fluent in every single language. Exactly. So Jonathan, um, you have quite an interesting story, um, mm. and I'll let you, you know, tell everybody that's uh, watching us or listening to us, uh, the interesting story of Jonathan.
1: Oh my goodness, where do I begin, and how, how much time do I have?
0: Uh, you've got
1: <laughs> three hours now, I just keep going. <laughs> so I'll give you the short version, but uh, before we dive in, if you're watching this video, um, usually I have my hair um, and everything, but it was such a cold day today, and I just thought, I'm going to put my hat on. And then this afternoon, we're going to have the podcast interview. Um, you were
0: just I'm, afraid that we were going to have a little bit of gray hair competition.
1: Yeah, you're, I'm going to say yours is, is a lot better than, than mine. But have uh,
0: uh, got the gray hair saying, going on. There you go.
1: I'm going to leave, <laughs> leave the, uh, the gray hair uh, winner to be you. So uh, I, have, I can't compare. Um, so a little bit about me. So hi, my name is Jonathan Tilley. I officially call myself a personal brand strategist. Um, but what does that mean, and how did I get here? So I used to be a musical theater performer, and that's what brought me over from New York City to Germany, which was a six-month tour tap dancing through Germany as a tap dancer and singer and musical theater performer in um, the show Forty Second Street. Oh wow! And I just thought, you know, I'll just tap dance around for for six months and then move back to New York City. But life had different plans for me. Then there were all these auditions where they were saying all these Broadway and West End shows, they were lifting them up from New York City and and London and planting them into into the German musical theatre circuit, but they didn't have the ensemble members. They had the the leading ladies and the leading men, but they didn't have the ensemble members because they didn't have like musical theatre background. So Mm -hmm. they would hire Brits and Americans to come on over and be in the ensemble punch us through with with phonetics every day because the shows were in German. So that's how I got to learn German, singing all the songs that I knew um, in English.
0: At any given point, were you just singing words but without knowing the meaning of them? (laughs) Oh, for the first
1: three years, yeah. The first three years, I had no clue what I was saying. (laughs) Well, that can be a problem. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm like, I think this is translated correctly from the English songs that I know. So, So I did like big shows like Mamma Mia, Cats, 42nd Street, A Chorus Line, Dance of the Vampires, all in the German musical theater scene. And I would not even get an audition in New York City, but I was being handed contracts in Germany. So I just said, okay, if the creative work is here, let me do it here. So um, while I was doing that at night, during the day, there were these voiceover studios that asked for native U.S. speakers, which is basically American voiceover artists for... You know, a a, a training film for for Daimler Chrysler or a training film for Mercedes-Benz or for Porsche on how to screw in a thing, a door handle, right? Just stupid little things. And I did not take it seriously at all. And um, so I would go in, do voiceover and be like, you don't need me. This is completely ridiculous. I'm in Germany. You need a German speaker. They're like, no, we actually need an English speaker that lives in Germany that understands a little bit of German to do these videos. Interesting. And uh, after a couple of months, I'm like, who's my competition? Like, this is, this is so stupid. This is the stupidest job. Like, I can't believe I'm doing this. I, I was very unprofessional way back when, when, I, when I started. And, they and said, this
0: is going back to what year are we looking at? This is yet? like
1: 2006. Okay. And, and then the, I was like, so who's my competition? Do I need demos? Like, how do I do this? Right? And they're like, you have no competition. You're the only person in the county that wow. – and I'm like, oh, I need to be taking this more seriously. They're like, yeah, you do. So um, I took it seriously. I got some coaching, and luckily I had the whole um, acting and singing and performing background, so I just performed behind a mic. Um, and instead of singing and, and per- performing to 2,000 people every night, I would perform to one person and, and be, be that much more intimate on the mic. So I secretly started this voiceover career, so talk about stumbling into something, right? Yeah, like did, did not <laughs> even, did not even take it seriously. And, um, and so by 2007, I said, wait a minute, I'm booking all these gigs doing voiceover, not sweating, not having to deal with the backstage drama fits from all these people. And of course, I'm doing all the musical theater shows that I wanted to do, and I had checked them all off my list. And yeah. I was like, you know what, I'm going to take a break. So I stopped performing on stage. I started doing voiceover, still do voiceover, but it's it it comes in very quickly and very sporadically. So in between those those voiceover gigs, I was like, ah, let me just build my website. And I took a couple courses on 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 website and and visual things and da 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 and graphic design. And that was that was in 2007 when uh, when the whole internet thing started to blow up. Yeah. And I just dove into online courses to teach myself because I'm like I'm not going to find it in Germany. I could speak the language, but yeah. I couldn't. I didn't want to invest the time in, in understanding the the vocabulary of the specific nichey things. Yeah, I don't know those words in German. I know I know how to order a beer and wine and food and have a gentle conversation, but Listen, talking that, about that is very important as well. It's <laughs> true, <laughs> but I, but I don't know how to how to do you know specific um, graphic design words uh, when, when I'm just learning them myself. So I'm like, let me teach myself with online courses. So I dove into the online course realm and taught myself how to do web design. And then my friends would start to say, oh, who did your website? It looks great. I'm like, oh, I did. Like, are you for real? Let me do your website. And then friends of friends started to say, oh, can you do my website? I'm like, ooh, I think I'm building a business. So, I I to, again, so let me start to <laughs> charge, charge people for, for that. So, I started building people's websites. And then, what happens after you launch a website? People go, So, where do I find my clients? And I'm like, Well, this is how I built my musical theater career. This is how I built my, my voiceover career. And this is how I'm building my, um, my web design career, which is direct email outreach to my dream clients and my demographics. And they're like, Wait a minute, what is this? Like, you teach me business? I'm like, Don't you know this? And apparently, yeah. There's a chip in me that is like, for a creative person, like, where did this come from? I know how to build businesses, apparently. And, yes. um, and I realized, oh, okay, why don't I turn my business building skills and my okay. list building skills into an online course? So that's my signature course called League of List Builders, the creative person's marketing plan to know exactly what to say, when to say it, and who to say it to. And then that's when I started to go and continue doing web design, but also build this empire of online courses and teaching creative people how to how to build their businesses as well. But I'm almost done. <laughs> Much less than three hours, not bad. We're so,
0: like, oh my God. And we just
1: started. Um, uh, but there was something missing. I was always hiring photographers. To do headshots, personal branding for my clients' web websites, and and some of these were photographers who were my friends, and some of them were were people that I knew or got recommendations from. And it was such a it was such a pain in the ass to organize everything and get the photographers in, and they wouldn't be delivering what I wanted. Mm -hmm. Where I was like, I want to have, I want to respect the work that you're doing, but give me the Goddamn camera! Because you're not doing it right. You're not yeah. you're not working with this client because she's a little bit older. She has a couple of of uh, wrinkles here and there, and you should. And she has a little bit of a double chin, and she's really trying to like get that double chin yeah. out of the way. But don't shoot her from below.
0: Yeah, you like, need to get the right angles and all of that. The yeah, right
1: right sure. Like I'm like, do you not see this? And I'm like, oh wait a minute. Oh, oh. So I bought my own camera, and now I do everything. Myself. Well, I do everything under my own my own roof. I have a team that helps me with everything, but yeah. I'm the one holding the camera. I'm the one posing the people. I'm the one saying, you know, I know exactly how you should look, which direction you should go in. So, photography was the thing that was missing. Um, but now I do it myself, and I love it. It's it was so
0: essentially what I'm hearing is I kind of I think I heard this story before because it, it sounds so much like me when I started Creative Seven, kind of the same situation. It sounds like you basically started businesses based on your strengths and, mm-hmm. and just evolved it from there and just yeah. try to keep everything. Uh, I'm not going to say uh, control everything, but in a way, yes, control the, the, um, all the details that you were looking for,
1: right? Yeah. Guide that, it in a way that, because I'm, I, didn't, I didn't know that they were my strengths. It was something that I was curious about. It's
0: just natural in you, right? Yeah.
1: And I know that if I'm curious about something, then I can turn that into a talent or or I could realize, whoa, I suck at this. Like you do not you do not want to know how many years I've tried to, to pick up the guitar and know how to play guitar. I can play two chords and then my fingers start cramping and then I have to go to the hospital because I have a crazy cramped claw. Like it's something that I was curious about, but I had to put it down because I'm like, this is not something for me so i would just stay curious and and the things that i go i'm really enjoying this and apparently i'm good at it um let's see if we can turn this new into a business
0: and and how do you feel like uh, when people uh dive into your uh to your courses and all that do you feel like they're they're finally getting it is it something that most people also have within them but they just need that guidance that you're providing
1: them 99% 99% of the work that I do when I'm working with other creative people is mm. giving them permission to follow that curiosity. Gotcha. So people, so or I'll give them the format and I'm always saying, make it work for you. You know, if, if this doesn't work for you, what are the other ways of making the structure and the strategy and forming it around your specific needs or your specific situations, just giving them permission. Right. And I'm, I'm, I guess I've always been, um, my mom would always say, you know, as a kid, I I would always say to her when she said no to me, yeah, mom, but what about, how about if we did it this way? How? And and our thing was, how about, that was my thing. How about I don't eat a grilled cheese sandwich, but I'll make a cheese sandwich myself. And she's Mm. like, no, you can't have a grilled cheese sandwich or a cheese sandwich. I'm like, how about I just get two loaves of bread? And she's like, no. I'm like, how about I have one piece of bread and a piece of cheese? Like, I was constantly trying to deconstruct yeah. to get what I wanted, right? Versus people, if, if they ask their mom, can I have a grilled cheese sandwich? No. And then they just go, okay. You know, so I, I always had a way of deconstructing things and figuring out how to really make it work for me. Um, yeah. So yeah, so that that's that's a so, to, and you've
0: been you've been doing this now for how long you said?
1: I've been teaching creative people how to build businesses and build their brands since uh 2019, almost 2020, uh since 2012, 13, okay.
0: Is- how has been the shift now with all of this uh new tech that's been coming in, and all the new software, all the new apps and all that, how has that affected business people in your views? Uh, and how they operate their businesses.
1: Creative people. Yeah. Um.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm asking because I want to hear the other side, of, another perspective as well.
1: <laughs> okay. So so it, I'm noticing that it, it's becoming very, very polarizing mm-hmm. um, in the sense of there are people that like, I think like you and me that are like, look at this tech, let's run with it and create some awesome stuff. And then there's a lot of people like, look at this tech. I'm going to buy it and then just like, just use it for Instagram. Mm. You know, I, I, I think maybe I'm dreaming this. I'm not sure. But I, I somehow remember that, you know, and I, the, the computer in an iPhone was the same um, type of computer that that people use to bring people to the moon. Mm-hmm. But now everybody has this technology and they just want to use it for Instagram where I just go, yeah. Uh, I'm not judging, um, but you use the tools that you have for just to stay curious. But you have so many opportunities to use tech to make it something absolutely amazing. Um, but sometimes people just don't know how to how to use it, or they're not willing to learn how to use it, or they're because everything's so instant gratification right now. They're not willing to invest the time into actually learning how to use it. They'd rather pay somebody to do it.
0: So you're of the opinion, I guess, like I am, that even though they have this powerful device in their hands, they're not using it to its full potential.
1: Not everyone, but the majority.
0: The majority. Yeah. Now, from a business perspective, uh, what would you advise all of these younger entrepreneurs that are now starting to get into the uh, the world of business and, and have all of these devices at their fingertips, literally? Would you, Would you tell them to to dig in dive in learn more about this because even though your business might be about something else completely different other than than technology you still need to know this it's almost going back to what you were saying before when you started you dove in and you learned how to do your your web design you learned how to do all of that is that something that you still maintain that you still say you know what if you're starting a business about mugs you still need to know how to operate your computer properly, your software, your, your your phone, so that you can make it work, so that everything can come together?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of outsourcing. I'm a huge fan of freeing myself up to stay curious and, and to go into, into that, that mode of staying creative. And that, that's all fine and good. To, and it sounds wonderful and it sounds mystical, it sounds magical. However, the bitter truth that no one's going to tell you until I open my big gob right now is it's hard. Like I had to, I started in my, in my, my in the spare room in my apartment yeah. with this idea and I worked my butt off. And built and built and built until I was passing out in restaurants because I was so exhausted. And then it was the thing of okay, the systems that I'm creating and the things that I'm creating, is there anything I can outsource? Whether it be a virtual assistant to do research, or whether it be bringing in a junior junior designer to be like, this is the aesthetic that we're going for. I need to design in this direction. Whether it be a secretary to come in and be like, I need you three days a week just to answer emails and just take care of all the paperwork that, cause I can't do it anymore. Right. Yeah. But you can't. And I see this with a lot of my clients, especially with startup clients where it's like, we have this genius idea. We're going to take over Amazon and we're with this specific product. And they have no idea how to build a business yeah. and they go, let me throw money at you. And I go, it, it, great. You know, that, that's fantastic. But I know six months down the line, you are going to because you don't know the structure and the and how to build a business from the ground up from yourself. You're throwing money at somebody else, and 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 your idea is no longer that authentic idea that that it's stemming from something something really heartfelt. It's a. Yeah let's create a drop, drop shipping, uh, business. And then, and then it goes, goes out of business in six months because you, you don't know how to do it. The
0: business side of things. Yeah. yeah. The ideas are great. The business side of things, I think. And I, and I agree a hundred percent with you. I see that on my clients as well. A lot of the, the newer clients that they're starting off these new ideas. Yeah. I think they're, they're a little bit lost, uh, when it comes to the business and what it takes to actually get the business going. It's, it doesn't, You know, they all, we all have these dreams that things are going to work out perfectly. They won't. Uh, I mean, look at us right now. We were trying to get this thing going. It took us about 15 minutes more, but it is what it is, right? Things, things will happen. And I think a lot of, in a lot of cases, uh, especially in in the startup uh, side of things, uh, they're not being taking care of in the sense of putting that into the plan, right? And to making sure that you will have the, the, the time, the money, the resources, the people around you yeah. that can help you develop your business on the business side, not the idea side. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now uh, in terms of, uh, of the, the big jump from the U S to, to Germany, what, what has been the most uh, interesting part of it? Was it the language barrier? Was it the culture? Because it's a completely different type of culture. Was it the weather? What was it?
1: <laughs> you know, it, the, no one's really asked me that question. So um, that's a, I'm, I'm sideswiped. Um, the, it, it's, it sounds, it's so, let's, let's say this. It sounds so romantic. I live in Germany. I, I speak German. I have this. Design agency. Oh my god, that's great! I I'm so success. Oh my god, like ah, oh, I'm 42, and I like oh man, like what the world's it? right. It's hard work, you know. And and it. I came over here in 1999 for a six month tour of tap dancing through Germany. My I, I came over here with a suitcase and like mm-hmm. two pairs of jeans and uh, and a dream and expected mm-hmm. to come back to New York City. Did not expect to, to be here for the rest of my life. Didn't, right? So number one, if you get a ticket to, to go somewhere, get on the damn plane. Like that's the first, say yes to the job because the, the main thing is showing up. Most people don't show up. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and if you do show up, like you're already ahead of the game. So show up. But if you're going, and, and I, get this, this, I get this question asked all the time oh, it must be great to be in Germany. Like, can I just come over for six months and freelance? You make it look so easy. Girlfriend, shut it. Do you know how to speak German? Because anyone on the street will look at you like you are speaking Chinese if you're speaking English to them and they will be like, you're in Germany now, speak German, bitch. Mm -hmm. Like they will treat you like crap. And the whole Canadian American niceties I'm not saying it especially, especially American. Um, And I think, I think Canada, America, there's, there's a huge difference. Um, But in over here in Germany, you get to earn my friendship. Yeah. Like there's the, and and I am, I am super bubbly. I'm super friendly. Like, Hey, what's up. Right. But if you want to talk about business, if you want to talk about coming over to the romanticization, I just made up a word, the romanticizing (laughs) of coming to Europe and Germany for six months, you, you will face the hardest lesson of your life, which is the culture shock of not being able to survive.
0: Yeah. Because one thing is going on holidays and having this idea, yeah. right? That's, that's all great. But once you get in there and you have to actually, okay, now I have to speak the language. Woof, that's, yeah. That has to be hard.
1: Yeah. yeah. like I, I've never told anybody this publicly. For the first two years in Germany, it was so hard. Like, I had no friends, I couldn't speak the language, I would go to the grocery store and be like, I lost a tremendous amount of weight because I would go to the grocery store, and if I didn't know what was in the can, I wouldn't buy it. So I would buy broccoli, and that's how I learned German. Broccoli in German is Broccoli. Carrots in, in German is Möhren. So I would go to the go to the supermarket and that's how I learned German. I would go shopping yeah. for survival. Sure. <laughs> and, and and you know, people don't talk about that. And, and of course, you know, in Berlin, you know, it's it's very international now. Everybody speaks English and German in Berlin. Um, but that's not everywhere. And there's mm-hmm. always gonna be this thing of if you don't speak the language, you're going to be considered a I don't want to say a second class citizen. But you're going to be an outsider, right? You're an outsider, right? Yeah. So if, so, whenever I meet somebody new in Germany, um, they always go, oh, I have to speak English now. I'm like, no, 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 we're speaking German. And they go, oh, whoa, that's awesome. There's not too many people that come over here that are willing to take on the language so that the, the risk respect-
0: it is a difficult language I, I did yeah. try to to learn it when I was younger I was 19 18 19 and uh I did a summer course and I barely know how to count until 10 and that's about it
1: but you did and you did very well
0: <laughs> there you go I still know it after 20 something years Still got it man it's crazy <laughs> And uh, okay, I mean, now after all of these adventures, do you see yourself staying in Germany? Is that, is that the plan?
1: So here's the plan. Um, and I've actually never said this publicly. You're pulling all these things okay. out of me today. It's amazing. This is what I um, <laughs> <laughs> You've heard it first, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I actually, in 2014, no, 16, 16. 2016, I became a German citizen mm. and I had to give up my American passport.
0: Oh, so they don't allow you to have two citizenships. Nope. Oh, okay.
1: nope. Ah. Reason being is because, I, I mean, I had a lifelong working visa because to get that, you have to work eight years straight with no break in between and they can send you home any minute. But then when you get the, the lifetime visa, you're like, this is gold. Until... Yeah things start to get a little bit funky politically and they can send people back home whenever. And, um, and with the working visa, it, the left hand working visa, it's great, but you're, you're still a guest. You can't vote, you can't work anywhere other than Germany. And I was just like, I've been over in Germany for more than half of my life. I don't yeah. plan on going back to the States. So let me see what the options are to become German. And I said, I'm just gonna stay curious, right? I'm just going to go and do everything and I can always turn around on that moment when they say, okay, here's your, like, we're switching the passports. Like, are you sure you want to become German and give away, give up your American citizenship? So I said, I'm not going to make a final decision. I can always walk away up until that point. So I just yeah. want to go through this and see what happens. Was it a little bit of an identity crisis? Yes. Will I, will I always sound like an American? Yes will i eat? like so no matter where i live i don't fit in and, and i it, think
0: the world now is a little bit different i mean uh, yeah,
1: uh, we're still global now you know we're so global i don't think it's going to make much of a
0: difference uh if if we were looking back 20 30 years ago yeah there was probably a little bit of you know more issues politically yeah. and and all that kind of thing but even for work nowadays i mean look at us we're we're communicating we're you know what time is it there? It's, it's, uh, it's 10.50 here, 10.50 it's, in the it's, morning. It's uh,
1: 10 minutes to to, seven, uh, to to 5 in the, in the evening. So it's, so it's the weekend in 10 minutes, you know. And, and especially with the internet, we're so global. We're having a conversation now across the Atlantic. I have clients all over the world, and it doesn't matter anymore, you know. It
0: doesn't. Honestly, I don't think it no. does. Um, so what, what do you see for the future, for the, uh, you know, in, in the creative – uh, business, uh, how do you see it evolving in the next, I don't know, let's not go too far away because things are evolving so quickly lately. <laughs> let's say 10 years from now. I mean, oh think about it. 10 years ago, that's when the uh, the iPhone uh, came to us really. And look how much everything has changed since, since then. So let's just go, let's just do a little jump 10 years ahead. How do you see the creative business going
1: I think there's going to be a lot of a lot more. Um, we were even speaking about it when 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 we chatted at the beginning of the week. A lot more video. Um, yeah. You were saying there's uh, and 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 still all the content that I create, the majority of it is video. Mm-hmm. Um, people are not watching TV anymore. People are watching Netflix. People, watch, it's all streaming. Yeah. Um, people, things are going to get more even more um, hyper focused. For Absolutely. example: the, uh, the people that love Netflix don't love what else? over: You've got
0: Disney Plus now coming. Disney Plus, and-
1: right? So, so there's a lot of visual, visual, visual. So for the photographers, for the videographers, it's like, we have so much work coming at us, um, yeah. or, or work that we have to find for the, um, for the people that aren't visually impaired. We have iPhones and, and smartphones that are, like, like I said before, that can send people to the moon, you know, way yeah. back when. So just learn a little bit more about how to use your smartphones and how to create content and how to just keep putting yourself out they're there. So, they're
0: so powerful now. I mean, even with this, even the ones before, but now the latest iPhone and yeah. these latest phones, I mean, the cameras on those things are like spectacular. Fantastic. Yeah, so there's so much that you can do. There's, I don't think, uh, I think people are running out of excuses not to do
1: something. And that's the thing in my (laughs) other online course, My Content Calendar, How to Build Your Brand on Instagram One Day at a Time, the majority of the people are like, But I don't know what to post. And I'm like, Okay. And then I give them ideas, and then they go, "Uh, But I don't know how to use my camera. It's like, Then learn. That's what's in the course, you know? So it's not hard. You just got to stop being, like we said in the beginning, there's either people that are going to take it and run or mm-hmm. there's going to be, be people that take the technology and are so damn lazy that they don't even know the genius that's in their hand and the amount of uh, connection that they can make with with their smartphones.
0: Yeah, and I think they just have to stop making excuses. I mean, uh, yeah. one of our first videos that we did a year and a half or two years ago already uh it was really about that is about the excuses like i was like that too i i was full of excuses all the time i don't have the right camera i don't have the right lighting i don't have the right sound system i don't have the right whatever and there was always an excuse yeah and uh and that's what delayed us from doing what we're doing today yeah. uh, we could have been doing this five years ago yeah. and the reason why we didn't do it's because Excuses. There was nothing else. I mean, it's funny now that we have all the equipment that we we can. I find myself just grabbing the phone. <laughs> grabbing <Yeah>. the phone. <laughs> so so much for the big lighting and cameras yeah. and all of that. I'm no so glad there.
1: I dropped ten grand on that on on the studio when I have my iPhone. Yeah. Let's not talk about that.
0: <laughs> uh, the accountant might be watching this. <laughs> yeah. So Jonathan, any uh, any last things that you might wanna let us know something that I might have forgotten to ask you, or something that you just want to tell our audience about you or what you do, or anything.
1: You know, I, I think just to, to round this baby off in style, I think um, for the people that are like, oh, I don't have the right equipment, oh, I don't know what to post, oh, I don't know what to Um what I'm always saying and what I'm always trying to practice is to document the creative process. Document your process. Have it a crap day, take a photo of it. Mm-hmm. A great day. take a photo of it, Having a, you know, document the process. And yeah. you may think that it's silly, stupid, trivial, whatever, but believe me, there are seven billion people out there in the world that if they follow you, if they see what you're doing, they're going to find you fascinating. I liken it to the, to the thing of you go on this beautiful vacation and you just go into the hotel room and you're like, "This is amazing." Is the first time that you're in the, in the space. But by the end of the week, you're just like, oh, there's the jacuzzi, there's the bed, there's the pool. You, you get used to it, right? Yeah, So absolutely. We are so used to our own lives that we don't see ourselves as fascinating at all. Yeah. However, believe me, there are so many people that if you just share and document your creative process, the good days, the bad days, and everything in between, it's going to, A, make you seem so much more authentic, B, you're going to lean into the vulnerability and really show up and be seen. And C, you're going to have something to look, to look back on in 5, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years' time and go. Right.
0: And it's unbelievable the connections that you can yes. make because of all of that, right? Yeah,
1: totally, totally.
0: I mean, this is a perfect example. If we weren't putting out our podcasts and our videos, we would have never connected.
1: Exactly, right? exactly.
0: Just one of those things. Now we're adding value to to our lives and, and I'll... And I think and I'm 100 I 100% agree with you people just need to start documenting yeah. stop you know worrying about what other people have to say other people's opinions who gives a crap about that just keep keep putting information out I exactly. 100% agree exactly Jonathan thank you so much for being in our creative spin podcast it was really really cool to, to talk to you thank and you so much. Um, now I know that uh, when, next time we go to, uh, to Germany to film some things We'll have a beer.
1: Yeah, please <laughs> let me know. I'll stop by.
0: Never been, but you know, never know.
1: I'll hold uh, something for. I'll hold the light or whatever. Like I'll I'll help you guys out however <laughs> I can. I love I love experiencing the creative process. All right, cool. So we're gonna put all your contacts and
0: links and all the stuff on the comment on the the description below, so that anybody that's watching this that is interested in finding out a little bit more about Jonathan, they can go click. And follow and and just see what uh, what you're up to and what you're doing all the way in Germany, Jonathan. Once again, thank you, my friend. It was a pleasure. Thank and you. We're gonna keep communicating. Okay. You. All right.